Just like you would expect, the fire hose is fully inserted in my mouth here, and uh, we've been blowing and going, and so... Ken Lavica. Get a run-in, make an early cocktail, put a gummy in half. Theo Dorsey. Very excited to have the opportunity to add him to the team. Stone Labanowitz. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios. It doesn't matter what your name is! It's Lavica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 1063. Oh, man. From the 2024 South Florida Fair. I'm excited. I'm excited about today, man. The opening day of the South Florida Fair. LaVica Theo and Stone on the road. Right now, it's just Stone LeBannon to myself, Theo Dorsey. Ken LaVica still still headed back from New Orleans right now, man. He's got that, uh, he's got that Bourbon Street flu. A giant, giant win for the Florida Atlantic Owls. I'm so excited to hear him break it down. But oh, yeah, yeah, he landed in Fort Lauderdale at 10, trying to make his way up here to Palm Beach at noon. Not an easy task. Mm-mm. Hence why he's not sitting next to us right now. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll keep his seat warm while we wait on Ken LaVica to pull up and enjoy us on the fun and festivities of the South Florida Fair. I see people playing a little uh, cup pong or whatever you want to call it here with our ESPN West Palm Street team. We're going to be here. Uh, through about two o'clock pass here. See some of my old colleagues kicking it here. <laughs> Mike, is that the Cupid shovel he just hit on us? Mr. Trim himself with PTV. And then also most most definitely the biggest thing here is uh it's the family, it's the fun, it's the fair. Uh there's a lot of fried delectables I can smell oh in the God. air. I know Stone, you are you're you're waiting on the first break. Listen, so I got here super early. Of course I, I do the setting up and whatnot, and when I was leaving the office, the marketing director Courtney Rukoff, they were like, hey, take it easy. Don't yeah. bring your wallet. Wait for us to bring the credit card. There we and go. of course that is music to my ears. And I definitely did a walk around. Yeah. Making sure that I have the best places, I know what I want to get. I'm looking at a lot of the same stuff that we had last year, the Donut burger. Oh, yeah. Already oh, yeah. found the best donut burger spot. I've done Come some on. chatting around. I was here before everybody else was set up just to make sure I knew where Courtney would be swiping the credit card, the company credit card. <laughs> you could get her. So you I could, could eat. You could start the trail. You'll, you'll map it out for her. Here's the first stop. Exactly. When you hit here, you want to go 10 paces left and you're going to hook a right and um, get to the next stop. We'll be getting all kind of stuff. We'll try to eat some fun, fair food while we're on air here. But seriously, yeah. though, I, I know we're only 12 days into 2024, but this is my favorite day of the year so far. Yeah. Of it's course, be. Bill Belichick and Nick Saban. It's yeah. easy. It, it makes our job easy, and that's what's on the show sheet today. A lot of Saban and Belichick legacy. We're going to continue yeah. that talk, but at the South Florida Fair, like, there's no place that I'd rather be right now, and we're also sitting right behind the seal enclosure. Is that what that is? There's a seal show going on. Okay, I see the water pouring so out. I as, see a faucet of some sort. So as soon as we get oh, off that's a the seal. air. Yeah, yeah, it that's is. That's a seal. Stone Laban, which we're like, we're like, 20 yards away from, like, live seals. There's seals here. This is the aquatic edition, the uh, well of a good time of the South Florida Fair. I'm excited. Um, okay, uh, three things, Stone, three things before we get into our topics today where I, myself, Theo Dorsey, realized, yes, uh, I might be old. I might be a bit washed. Um, number one, I went out to Wellington National Golf Course this, this morning for uh, the Boys and Girls Club having a fundraising Charity golf tournament. They have these all throughout Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast year-round because this is the golf hub of the United States and more specifically South Florida. And while I was there, um, I actually got a chance to meet one of my, I wouldn't call him a childhood hero, but one of my favorite players to play with in Madden, one of my um, favorite football players growing up and watching. Oh, I'm excited. I got a chance to meet Javon the freak curse <laughs> and 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 i realized as i you know dapped him up and i you know told him like what's up man you know was a big fan growing up and whatnot and did the interview and whatnot i'm like what the heck 
I'm, I'm now at the, at the age where Javon Curse, who played college football in the late 90s with the Florida Gators, won a national championship there and, and played his you know, pro football throughout the early 2000s, famously with the Titans, had some huge games and whatnot. He's a dude that, like, kids of this generation might not even know about that much. I mean, like, there's no doubt. I'm, I'm, I'm old guy talking about, do you, like, if I told my little brother today I met Javon the freak curse, he'd be like, who the hell are you talking about? There's that's a 90, crazy. There's a 90% chance he has no idea who you're talking there's about. There's no way. There's no way. So that's number one. I met Javon the freak curse, and I did ask him. I said, do people still call him the freak? He said, most people that do meet him these days don't even remember his real name. They call him the freak. He's, he's still the freak, in case anybody out there was wondering. Um, so he's still going by that. Number two, Stone. I'm out of breath right now. I don't know if you can tell. Uh, when I was parking here, uh, you know, for just to peel back the curtain, I had to park and then run to my seat here, and I got here just in time for the open. Back in the day, I had, a, you know, my cardiovascular system and my respiratory system, and, and my, I used to be up on running miles and whatnot in the morning. I, I would have the endurance to be able to run to the table and still do the show without being out of breath, but Stone, I'm, I'm gasping right now. It's I, tough. I think the people of West Palm and the Treasure Coast, I, they, they don't know us as good as they should. Why yeah. don't you give people kind of the breakdown of how you work out, what your your gym resume is oh, like. I mean, it seems like you're in there every day of the week. But I'm you're, working you're, out. You're making, <laughs> you're making fun of yourself right now. Yeah. I, I think if they don't follow you on social media at Theo Dorsey TV on all the platforms right now, they don't know if, if you're even pumping iron, if you're doing cardio. What is that? I'm pumping That's all iron. That's the problem. I'm pumping all iron. I'm not like Tina Home Team who hits up F45 right. and does those, you know, high intensity uh, workouts and whatnot. And I'm not uh, hitting the treadmill or the stairmaster as much as I should to work on my heart health. I'm up here trying to look good in the mirror, Stone. I'm a, I'm still a, a hunkhead. In, in my own mind. And being at the South Florida Fair doesn't help that at no, all. All no. the progress that we've made up until this Friday <laughs> is just completely gone. My cardio is replaced with playing tennis and pickleball. That's where I replace I it. I'm a Stairmaster guy each and every morning. I'm not really hitting the weights. I don't think there's a reason for me to be hitting the weights. But I need an extra, extra climb on the Stairmaster because like, I'm going to put at least 4,000 calories in my body today. Well, you hit the weights because when you, when you wear the polos, like on a day like today, if I was really in the gym like I should be, you want to be filling that thing up. You want your shoulders popping out. You want your biceps to get a little filled out on the sleeves. I'm not, I'm not hitting that right now. We'll see how Ken is looking when he pulls up in whatever nice gear he has on. I'm sure it'll be some Owls gear. But here's point number three, how I know I'm old, Stone Lebanowitz. I look in the news this morning, and I know Bill Belichick is now gone from the New England Patriots, 24 amazing seasons, six championships. I know Nick Saban now retired from the game of football, no longer going to be coaching on the Alabama sidelines. But it's hard for me to resonate with the fact that a guy that I literally remember watching vividly play college football, that linebacker, Gerard Mayo, is now not only a retired NFL player, but the newfound head coach of the New England Patriots, Gerard Mayo, now going to be the youngest coach in the NFL, surpassing Sean McVay of the Rams. He's the successor to Bill Belichick. We learned that this morning, and my first thought, everybody else is thinking about how great of a mind he is and how schematically he's been learning under Belichick, and he's one of the most wise young stars that we have in the head coaching ranks in the NFL. And all I could think about was like, dude, I feel like it was just yesterday I'm watching this dude, you know, play for national championships with under Pete Carroll. What the hell is going on? You bring up a really good point because I think we are entering this this new era of football, whether it's the National Football League, whether it's the collegiate level or even high school, you're starting to see these players get into these coaching roles. Yeah. And you, you see it as, oh, my God, we're getting old. But that's where the game is headed. Like, I love you it. You need a guy behind the headset, a shot collar, who's played the game and is fresh out of it. We talk about Antonio Pierce with the Raiders, mm. who's, as we would imagine, is going to get that Raiders job. No word yet. But talk about Gerard Mayo. 
nobody spoke highly. Nobody spoke as highly of him as Evan Cohen did today on Unsportsmanlike from 6 to 10. And you hear him every morning, and they did about an hour and a half strictly on Gerard Mayo yeah. and how this decision was clearly already made. Mm-hmm. And you have a guy like Bill Belichick, somebody like Bill Belichick having to look over his shoulder each and every week knowing there was a guy waiting in the wings. And another point about Gerard Mayo, too. He didn't actually call the plays for them last year. Mm. They keep things super under wraps. When I mean, you talk about it up in Foxborough, Steve Bilicek and Rod Mayer kind of shared that responsibility to call the plays defensively. So it's this, it's this thing that I'm so about watching these players who are still in their 30s put a headset on and make a difference each and every week. Kellen Moore, all yeah. of these guys, I mean, they're just creeping around the league. And for people older than us, I mean, you're in your 30s. I'm in my mid-20s right now. Like, they are so shocked and surprised by this because they're used to guys in their 70s like a Pete Carroll who they've been around all this time. But these guys are creeping into roles that carry a lot of weight, and, and he's a month younger than Sean McVay. He's 37 freaking years old. It's yeah. ridiculous. It, and it's it's you think he's going to be a guy that's going to be there for uh, some time to come here, especially if he has some early success. The biggest pull away I had from this, and then we'll get into all the head coaching vacancies and what we think and all of the pontificating as well. The biggest pull away I got from this is the expedition of getting him in. I think that was the biggest thing I pulled away from the ESPN article. ESPN Patriots reporter Mike Rice saying specifically when Gerard Mayo signed his contract extension last year, the Patriots put verbiage in his contract that would say specifically he was going to be the successor to Bill Belichick, but the plan was to have him do it after next season. The Patriots go 4-13, and another abysmal year, and Robert Kraft and the front office, and I'm sure Bill Belichick himself, expedite the process. So it makes me think about so many different things. Number one, it seems like the Patriots wanted that nice round number of 25 years under Bill Belichick instead of 24, but again, Mac Jones and and, and Bill O'Brien and all of the other failures that Bill Belichick believed in and propelled up and really weighed his the end of his back you know the back end of his Patriots tenure on you know did not do him well and it got him out of there a year early I think that's a piece of the story as well that we can't overlook is Gerard Mayo the succession plan might have been already in place but this horrendous season we had to suffer through expedited that a year early. I mean, it definitely did, and I think when you heard Robert Kraft, or Bob, as a lot of people call him yesterday in that presser, he talked about this was a mutual decision. So yeah, it might have been a year early, but they were still both in the understanding that, all right, let's just call it quits right now, this makes a lot of sense, and they're going to bring guys in, because look at what Bill Belichick and his responsibilities for that team, he was treated as the general manager, he handled majority of the personnel responsibilities for that team. Now, I'd imagine Gerard Mayo is not. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's going to be a little he, different. He's capable of even doing that at, at this day and age. He's 37 years old. So, so there are these things that Gerard is coming in. You talk about it being expedited, but he'll be just fine because his job right now is to coach that football team and yes. win over that locker room. And there are so many parallels to Antonio Pierce. But I, I'm excited for him. I think it's expedited, but at the same time, you're prepared for it. You knew it was coming. You know who you have on a roster. Plan A find a damn quarterback oh my gosh yeah yeah and they're in line right now with i believe the third pick in the nfl draft right now so they're going to take a whack at somebody but if they miss here and make this job a lot harder for Gerard Mayer, things get really really weird because mike vrabel was sitting right there yeah there were coaches all over the place right now there's so many vacancies the harbaugh's there are guys you can bring in right now that I, i think can grab a quarterback it's better than some 20, 21-year-old kid in college right now. So all these question marks are in the air right now, but I'm excited. And it's funny you bring that up, and we'll, we'll switch over to the topic of the day. But, you know, 
when you look at D'Amico Ryan's his early on success with the Houston Texans, and he's in the wild card round right now, a lot of that is due to what they were able to do at the number two pick and getting C.J. Stroud, getting a franchise quarterback who stepped in day one and was able to provide that franchise some optimism and some wins. Um, so, yeah. I think what they do at that number three slot and the New England Patriots and how Gerard Mayo leads that defense and who he gets to call his plays, who he gets as his offensive coordinator, because I also wonder what this means for Bill O'Brien. That's going to dictate the near future and maybe even what the next decade looks like out there at one Patriot way. But there it is, 37-year-old Gerard Mayo, the youngest coach in the NFL and the successor to um, the, the former reigner of the, uh, of the dark Throne. How about that Bill for Belichick. making a splash? You get rid of Bill Belichick a quarter of a century, and then all of a sudden you make history yeah. and, and sign Gerard Mayo to be the youngest coach in the NFL. I mean, the extremes that this organization is willing to go is pretty damn cool. Uh, they know winning. They know winning out there in Foxborough. Uh, Lavica Theo and Stone from the South Florida Fair opening day. We're waiting on Ken Lavica to pull up, but before he gets here, how about we dive right into our opening topic because we are on the precipice of Super Wild Card Weekend in the NFL. This is year, what, four now? Year four of the NFL playoffs being expanded out to seven seeds. We're going to have two versus sevens all throughout the year. I mean, all throughout the weekend, we're going to have a, a lot of good performances. we got some good matchups. But the big question to me is, who has the most to prove in Super Wild Card Weekend right here? Um, on the AFC side, there's a lot of matchups with uh, some awkward quarterback battles. On the NFC side, there's a lot of revenge battles going on. Um, there's a, actually, if you look at this wild card slate we got this year, Stone, um, it's about as interesting as they come. The only game that doesn't really have any definitive storylines baked into it might be Bill Steelers, the 2-7 matchup in the AFC, um, because really... Who's talking about the Steelers these days? They're decrepit on the offensive side of the ball. Um, Mike Tomlin sneaked his way into another winning season. I mean, there's the only talking point right there. Yeah. It's Mike Tomlin squeaking his way into the playoffs. Yeah, but in the, on the Bills' side, they, they, they slipped their way into a two-seed because of the Dolphins' collapse. But I'll start it off with you, Stone Labanowitz. Who has the most to prove in Super Wild Card Weekend for the NFL as we are now on the heels of eliminating some teams out of the playoffs. It's the Philadelphia Eagles, and there's a wide gap after that. You mm. lose five of your last six games. Jalen Hurts, God knows what's going on with his finger right now. This team is down in the dumps. Reports coming out all over the league that Nick Sirianni, if he does lose this game, is on the hot seat. Now we're talking about a guy mm. who lost last year's Super Bowl by three points. 38-35, I believe, was the final score there. So this guy runs the gauntlet last year, finds his way in a Super Bowl against arguably the best quarterback in the league right now and of course one of the best teams in the league in the Kansas City Chiefs now you fast forward to a team that ran it up to 11 and 4 10 and 4 and, and all was good yeah in Philly all was good you beat the Chiefs Nick Sirianni throwing out explicits all over the place I don't want to hear that bleep anymore this team here they are again Philly's going to make another run they're the best team in the NFC well you lose to San Francisco, and uh -oh. you didn't only lose to San Francisco. Yeah, that was bad. 42 to 19. The Dallas Cowboys, you can handle the Dallas Cowboys. Right? They already handled them once. Well, no, they didn't. 33-13, another lopsided loss there to the Seahawks. And this is where things started to really, really slide when you lose to a Geno Smith. Or it wasn't even Geno Smith at that time. It was Drew Locke oh who ended goodness. up beating the Philadelphia Eagles. You beat a New York Giants team, and you lose to Kyler Murray, and then you lose to that same Giants team that you beat a few weeks prior. So this, this Eagles team is sliding. Uh, they're looking for answers, and they don't know where to get them right now. I think the coolest thing that I saw, or let me say the funniest thing that I saw was the New Heights podcast that Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey host. Two struggling brothers right now. Two struggling yeah. brothers right now. And Travis kind of poked fun at Jason in their episode a few days ago. 
and Jason got so mad that he cut the podcast short. Oh, my goodness. He took the headset off, and they came back the next day, and Jason was clearly affected by some of the jokes. Travis had poked fun and said that they're making excuses now that locker room is filled with excuses. So if Jason Kelsey, a guy who's been calm, cool, collected his entire tenure in Philadelphia, is struggling right now, they're struggling. I think they have the most to prove right now, and I'll also end it with this. Yeah. It's Baker Mayfield. Oh, I knew it. That's the only reason why. The only reason why I stole the banner. It's the person who heralds all mediocre quarterback says that the Eagles have something to prove. Is because they're going up against your favorite guy. If Baker Mayfield, I mean, there would be nobody that I would want to eliminate a Philadelphia team than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Baker Mayfield right now. It is set up beautifully for him. That Philly secondary is, dare I say, garbage. Yeah. And Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, walking their way. Right into it. I'm excited. I think Tampa Bay is a real shot here. Only uh, three-point dogs here. It, it's funny you say that because that's the, the battle in the NFC where it feels like there's two coaches fighting for their jobs almost. You say the most to prove. The Eagles have a lot to prove, but Nick Sirianni himself has plenty to prove. And then Ty Bowles on the other side. Not because he had did a bad job. The Buccaneers did win the NFC South. They snuck their way in. Somebody out of the NFC South had to win the division. The Buccaneers found a way to do it, but... With all of the attractive coaches that are out there right now and available, <coughs> excuse me, I'm getting choked up thinking about it. Yeah, Todd Bowles, he's got to feel like that seat's a little hot. And getting a win against the Eagles could save him his job, not because he's doing poorly in Tampa Bay. It's just when Harbaugh's on the horizon, when Belichick is available, when the guys that they might replace might also become available. Mike Vrabel is out there, uh, and, and, and we heard this morning Antonio Pierce is now taking interviews. He took an interview with the Tennessee Titans. There's yep. a lot of hot coaching candidates out there, whereas a guy like Todd Bowles could end up being the guy that's a little stale. The Buccaneers get blown out here. That could be one of the places people look that another job vacancy comes up. What, how many vacancies do we have right now? We have eight. eight. Eight vacancies in the NFL, which means there's also a lot of coaches looking for jobs. The job market on the NFL right now heating up. And I think that was a good point by you, Nick Sirianni. A lot to prove. For me, Stone Labanowitz, the team with the most to prove in the Super Wild Card weekend in the NFL, I'm sticking in the same division, but I'm heading on over to Arlington, Texas. I'm heading over to Jerry World because there's a man under the headset for the Dallas Cowboys, Mike McCarthy, who has led the Cowboys to three straight dozen win seasons, right? The first coach in Cowboy history to do that. But the Dallas Cowboys are still on that NFC championship appearance drought. And if Mike McCarthy can't bring the Dallas Cowboys to the NFC Championship, let alone if he loses in the wild card to his former team, the Green Bay Packers, this Sunday at home, Mike McCarthy's going to be one of those guys on the outside looking in and seeing a guy like Bill Belichick or a Harbaugh come in and take over his ready-made contending team. Mike McCarthy is the guy with the most approved this weekend, and it's not just because it's a storyline game, a revenge game for him to go back and beat the Packers. It's because the Cowboys see themselves as contenders, see themselves as a team that should finally make it to the NFC Championship game, if not the Super Bowl as well. And if McCarthy can't get it over the hump, he's going to be, uh, you know, right in that unemployment line alongside Vrabel. One day these Dallas Cowboys are going to be studied because they <laughs> hold themselves to this mythical standard. You talked about three back-to-back-to-back dozen win seasons. That's pretty good. That is a recipe for job security. I think if you were to ask any normal person out there, but for anybody in the state of Texas, no, it's fire Mike McCarthy. Who are you going to get to lead you to another 12-win season, and what is that coach going to bring to the table? I'll ask you, what is that coach going to bring to the table differently in the postseason that Mike McCarthy can't? 
Well, are we talking Bill Belichick? Is he is he somebody that would be on the horizon for a guy like Jerry Jones, though Jerry Jones likes to kind of maintain his ego and maintain his dominance over the Cowboys? We're talking about the Bill Belichick, the same guy who has four wins this year and is the third pick yeah, Mac in the Jones. draft. Yeah, I'm, Mac Jones. But, but, uh, so you're going to ask him to come in with Dak Prescott, a ready-made quarterback, and Mike has a lot to do with that offense, yeah. too. And okay. Dak Prescott... Three quarters of the way through the season was favored to win the MVP. We do this with the Dallas Cowboys, and I don't necessarily understand why. I think the only person that would have an answer from us is somebody who covers the team or lives in that state because to us it's confusing. I I think Mike McCarthy is on the hot seat, but it's not even – deemed a hot seat. It's going to be a trade-off, right? He's a, Another coach is going to come in, and the only thing that Jerry Jones is going to tell us is, hey, we're trying to win a Super Bowl, and we want more postseason success. Yeah. And Mike McCarthy is going to get hired less than 24 hours after that and go coach another winning football team because that seems like that's all he does. Mike McCarthy is a Super Bowl winning coach. Mike McCarthy has the resume of a guy, especially given the fact that he does have three straight 12-win seasons with the Cowboys as somebody who should be able to maintain a job. But the Dallas Cowboys are held to a different standard. You said that they're kind of wackos in Texas for holding that to that standard, though they haven't had the success since the 90s. But we're also talking about the lead guy. It doesn't matter what the fans or the media or even us say about it. Jerry Jones is the one that drives that ship. Jerry Jones is the one that sets that standard. He's the one that's erratic and makes those kind of decisions. And it just feels like a Jerry Jones kind of move in an offseason where I've never seen this many big-name head coaches available at once. I can see Jerry Jones, if there's a disappointing loss, if the Packers go into Jerry world and upset Mike McCarthy's Cowboys and it happens in embarrassing fashion, there's no way he makes it to Monday with that job. And I can see Jerry Jones going big fish hunting, and that's the reason why we do it. It's not because we're erratic and we just think that the Cowboys need to be good. We know how volatile that guy is that's running the operation. Yeah, and I think to take it a step further, just to show you my confidence, I think the Dallas Cowboy favored by seven points is a great leg in the parlay to play him on the money line. I don't think there's any way we can get into X's and O's all we want. Yeah. I don't think there's any way that the Green Bay Packers beat the Dallas Cowboys. The team is really, 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 really good at home. I, I like the Cowboys a lot. I, I think we can steer off on the Mike McCarthy stuff, but you're absolutely right. He won't make it to Monday if they manage to lose that game. I don't know how it looks, them losing that game, too. And I think there's another team we talk about most to prove that not everybody's talking about. It's the Detroit Lions. Oh, man. Motor City Dan has gotten this team to 12 wins. They kind of faded off midseason, and we were questioning them, questioning them. But here they are hosting a, a playoff game in their place. I don't think it's happened in, I don't know, three decades. Right. I think something that I heard this morning. But if Matthew Stafford walks in there, oh with, man, don't say it. I don't want to call this Rams team depleted. I'll call them awkward. This they're young. Rams they're the youngest team. team, aren't they? Like one of the youngest teams. They are the one of the youngest teams. Them are the Packers. Yeah, one of the oldest quarterbacks at the helm too, which I, I think is a recipe for success. And, and this Rams team has found their way into ten wins, and nobody gave them a shot at the beginning of the season. But if Matthew Stafford walks in to his crib, oh my goodness, and takes down a Jared Goff team oh, and a Dan man. Campbell-led team with twelve wins, uh. I'll be ecstatic. I'll be pumped up. I'll feel bad for Detroit Lions yeah. fans. Well, don't feel whatnot, so bad. But I'm super happy for Matthew Stafford, and I, I think things get weird in Lions in Detroit, and, and they'll become irrelevant sooner or later. I always say in sports, you got to kind of give to get. Detroit Lions fans, there's a lot of crossover between Detroit Lions fans 
and Michigan Wolverine fans. (laughs) You're damn right. And they've had enough celebrating out there in Ann Arbor and beyond when it comes to the great mitten up north. You're right. Let's go Rams. All over the Rams. Yeah, don't feel bad for a second for the uh, Detroit Lions fans. They're uh, they're too busy celebrating that Michigan national championship win. Uh, Who or what team do you think has the most approved in Super Wild Card Weekend for the NFL? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. C-Cat's in the studios. He's taking your calls. That's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Theo Dorsey. We're waiting on Ken Levicka to get back. It's Levicka, Theo, and Stone from the South Florida Fair on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Man, oh man, Stone Labanowitz, the reports about that Chiefs-Dolphins game and the weather. I'm looking at this tweet from Andy Slater. Dolphins-Chiefs kickoff forecast is now negative one degree with a negative 23 windshield. Have you ever, you, Stone Labanowitz, you played quarterback, South Fork High School, Southern Illinois. You played out the Midwest a lot. Have you ever played in a game as cold as what it's going to be Saturday night for the Chiefs not of the a, Not a game, but practice. I played a year of junior college football in New York. It got pretty bad. We're talking seven degrees, wind chill of negative two. Like, it's been there before. I've practiced in it once, twice, maybe three times. Played a game? No. Did you now, go sleeves? Oh, my God, sleeves. And, and you don't take your hands out uh, uh, until that ball's about to uh, hit you dead in the face when you call the snap. It's brutal, man. It's really hard to do. But here's the thing. There are major differences in your resources when you play professionally opposed to playing in college. Yeah. You can put your helmet down on the bench and that thing's warmed up by the time you get in the game. In the timeouts, you have a coat thrown over your shoulder. Like These players are fine. They have electronic undershirts where there's somebody holding a remote on the sideline who can heat up what they're wearing underneath their pads. So oh, wow. it, it's it's a lot different for guys in the league, and not a lot of people talk about that that part of it right now. They have everything they need to stay warm in these games, and, and kids in college and kids in high school definitely don't. So, it's yeah, of course it's going to be in the negatives, but these guys should be fine, at least the ones who are used to it. Now, for the Miami boys, probably not used to it. Tyreek Hill says he's going no sleeves. No doubt. Tyreek so, Hill's fine. So we'll see how that goes for him. A South Georgia guy that's been playing football mostly in the South his whole career going no sleeves Saturday night for Chiefs Dolphins. Again, Whitchill expected to be negative 23 oh, at time of kickoff. Levicka, Theo, and Stone back at it from the South Florida Fair. Stone Labanowitz next to me, Theo Dorsey, and uh, we're waiting on Ken Levicka. I hear reports that Ken Levicka is getting his credential and is marching his way into the South Florida Fair right outside of where there are live seals. Live seals jumping around here. We're next to the (laughs) seal expedition or exhibition. Enclosure? Exhibition. Seal enclosure at the South Florida Fair. So hopefully Ken can find his way to that. And on the phone line, just that time of the day, that time of the week for Ask Steves, the Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer, the youth league coach extraordinaire and overall good guy, Steve Politziner, joining us on the Vicar Theo and Stone for Ask Steves. Steve Politziner is a Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer, a business maven, an accomplished youth coach, and a worldly family man. Every week he bestows his expansive wisdom upon us. It's time again for Ask Steve's, presented by PNC Bank. See how they can make a difference for you at PNC.com. You've got mail. 
Now, Steve, you're a wise guy. You're smart. You uh, make good decisions in life. Tyreek Hill going no sleeves for Dolphins Chiefs when the windshield is expected to be negative 23 at kickoff. Is that a good move? Hey, y'all. Um, I, I would typically not endorse that, but, I mean, Theo, he spent seven years in Kansas City. He played in cold. He's played in the cold before. Right. So I'm I Oh, I I'm forgot okay that, Steve. I also yeah. think it's. I also think it sends a message, you know, to the team there. Like, I'm, I'm familiar with that place. Like, don't get intimidated, you know, by that. Uh, so I like it. I like what he's doing. It's a very good – it's a good leadership move by Tyreek. I'm into it. I wouldn't do it. Uh, you couldn't pay me to invest that, but I'm, I think it's good. Speaking of leadership, Steve, uh, Ken's not here right now. <laughs> uh, I was uh, wondering if, you know, if there was a – any extra money laying around that you that, that Ken gets that me and Theo could get? We're holding yeah. it down to the South Florida Squeezes. Fair. Ken's not yeah, even I mean, here. It's I would, 30 I minutes in. I would definitely in. talk to your managers about that. I mean, what, <laughs> where is he? Did something break? Did something? I mean, he knows what time his show is, right? I, I, I know. I think he knows. He, he, he apparently he's using the excuse of, oh, I had to travel with FAU men's basketball team. And, oh, we had the thrilling win against Tulane last night. And, wow. And all of that. Wow, I think he has the bourbon. I think he has I the bourbon street flu. Wow. I think wow. so. He's going with the uh, FAU is the more is the higher priority uh, job. Yeah, I don't yep. get I don't get in the hairs of that stuff. I'm not I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not Ken I'm not Ken's boss. But everyone makes their choices. Um, yeah. So we'll, I guess I guess we'll see how this plays out. This is very yeah easy. we will. I'll have to um, we'll have to get his report on it when he does get here. We'll give him his platform. Oh look, his his fat head is floating away here at the South Florida Fair. Get Ken back. Get Ken back. At least his fat head is here. We're waiting on Ken himself to pull up. Uh, you're not Ken's boss, but uh, Robert Kraft now Gerard Mayo's direct boss, as he is the one that is succeeding Bill Belichick, the new youngest head coach in the NFL, um, surpassing Sean McVay by a month. Gerard Mayo on the sidelines for the Patriots. Now, Steve, my first reaction is, oh my goodness. I remember this dude playing linebacker in college football. I remember playing with him in the NCAA college football games back in the day growing up, and now he's an NFL head coach. What was your first reaction to the Gerard Mayo news, Steve? Well, um, you know, not not huge surprise, right? You would think that Kraft had a, you know, had a plan. Um, I just always think it's almost impossible to be the guy following the guy. Um, yeah. There have been some there have been chances there have been instances where there's some immediate like maybe some success before it all like crumbles. But being the guy following the guy with today's level of scrutiny, you have to be so good on the field, in the locker room, off the field, because you're not only being compared to like um, someone who is good, you're being compared to arguably the greatest coach in history. I mean, there's almost mm. no way to you know, and I and I think that's what he needs to do. He just he needs to not say, I'm trying to be Belichick. He needs to say, I'm fortunate that I learned from Belichick and Saban and who keep you know, whoever he's been around, um, and all the you know, coaches on the Patriots, you know, who who he who he's been around because it's gonna be unavoidable, the comparison, you know, the scrutiny. And I imagine part of why he is where he is is because he's been able to tune all that out. Steve, we got breaking news but here. It's different when you're the head coach. It's different when you're the head coach. You have to talk to the media every week. You don't have to do that when you're an assistant. Steve, yeah, what's the breaking Steve, news? This, this this homeless guy just pulled up. I forgot oh, we had right you now. on today. Welcome, welcome, <laughs> welcome. No, we, welcome. We, we, good we to, thought good you to talk forgot to you. you had a job. We we thought you forgot you had a job. Today. <laughs> 
No, no, I, I had a job, and I hustled. I broke a lot of traffic laws to get here and make sure I was a part of the festivities. So uh, uh, what have we covered here with uh, with Steve? Ask Steve's here on ESPN 106.3, always presented well, by Duffy Sports Grill. We covered you, actually, yeah. well, we for are. Welcome, majority Ken. of it, welcome, actually. Thanks, thanks for joining welcome us. To the we show. actually covered your excuse. We covered your, your co-hosts have outed you and said that you put your play-by-play role as a uh, priority excuse for being tardy. I said I'm staying completely out of this because Whoa. this, is, uh, this is fascinating. Us. Yeah, no, no, no. If I did that, I would just say I got the day off. Yeah. I would just go home, and Uh-oh. I got plenty of other things to do parental-wise here today with uh, my wife uh, with other plans. I would have just said, hey, I'll take the day off, and I'll get some work done. I'm even going into the office after this. So oh. this, this oh. for me, yeah. this is pleasure. Uh, talking with Steve Politzinger <laughs> and, and doing Levicka Theo and Stone and, and going to the office. You should be doing the you should be like kids out of school. You have all this access to the fair. Yeah. He, he landed today. on a plane an hour and a half ago yeah. in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, and, I, and I'm right here. And my kids yeah, aren't skipping I school. Like, they know. love the fair. They're allowed to go to the <laughs> Yep. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're allowed to go to the fair, and we're going to bring them to the fair, but they're not skipping school for the fair. Uh, and and I, I put my foot Ooh. down. I put my fist down on that as a responsible parent. As we see a bunch of kids at the fair. I was going to say. You're, you're, he's going to get us killed out there. Yeah. Yeah. So many. I mean, obviously, that's a parental decision. You know, that's, that's uh, each parent uh, each parent to their own. Uh, Steve, real quick, uh, I heard uh, Theo and Stone talking about uh, the, the NFL uh, this wild card weekend. Super wild card Ooh, weekend. Right. Uh, we've had super to it because there's an extra team. Super! Uh, the, the, uh, the player, coach, team that has most to prove this super wild card weekend who comes to mind for you this weekend it's the eagles i mean the eagles have to prove that they're actually like viable and not on truly the on the cusp of of, of being deconstructed very quickly i think they have to come out eat I was, you know, just in the last couple of days i happen to be talking to a bunch of eagles fans bumping into people if the eagles win like 17 10 it's still not like going to be enough for people to think that they're truly a contender, and they might not win. So the Eagles, to me, are one second of the Lions. You know, all the emotion of Stafford going back. The Rams are definitely a sneaky kind of hot team the second half. Those, to me, those two teams are the two teams that have much. You know, the Cowboys obviously have a lot to prove, but that's more next week. Um, you know, I think right now those two teams have got to prove that they're viable contenders. It's always good when your thoughts align with the boss. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's what Stone was saying. That's what Stone – oh, by the he way, Steve, lying. just so you know, since you're a, a higher up here within our parent company, Good Karma Brands, just know that at the onset of the show, Stone flat out said, uh, hey, I got here early to the South Florida Fair, scout not food, going to buy up some food, and then, uh, then, then marketing director Courtney said, well, wait, 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 the company credit card is coming. Just wait. <laughs> so just know that all the fair food today – all the fair food, Stone, he could have used the own money, the, the money he makes from, from ESPN West Paul, but enough. instead waiting for the company credit card to roll through uh, so he can eat funnel cakes uh, and, you and guys, guzzle fried you, cheese. You, you, yeah, you don't know how good you had it. Can I go, can I, can I go old man on you for a second? When Do I it, did please. the yes, yes, part of back in the Stephen Craig show days in 03, 04, 05. <laughs> the good old know, days, as they're called. Part of fair, right? I, you know, I unloaded that truck on my own. I ran, I ran phone line, you know, who miles at that place, um, you know, just to, just to get, just to in be able snow. to plug in. 
you know, I've, I've emceed pig races. I know you have, Ken. That's actually some of the finest yeah. work you've ever done. Um, and, <laughs> and uh, you know, I wasn't waiting for the corporate credit card. I just like, I got five minutes to eat now. I don't know what time it is. But, yeah, I'll have some fried Oreos. And that was just like Smashing how we did it. in your face. That's how we yeah, did it whoa, whoa. back then. <laughs> back then. No parking uh, Back passes. then. Back in the day. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. And, and actually, Steve didn't even have permission. Steve and Craig didn't even have permission to do shows at the fair. They just showed up and started mm. running phone line to do the show uh, yep. here uh, at, at the South Florida Fair. Uh, Steve, I, I, I want... People probably thought I was a carny, uh, in fact, actually, <laughs> like putting up a ride. And, and just understand, we certainly respect the profession and all the fine work that they do here out here yes. at the uh, is, South Florida Fair. This is my favorite time of the year. It's the best. Uh, and like you said, Stone, 12 days in, and you've already hit your apex of the year no right here doubt. in 2024. Levick Theo and Stone asked Steve's with Steve Pollitt Sr., the man who knows all, and it's why we have him. He's our big brain here on ESPN 106.3, business connoisseur, family man, youth coach extraordinaire, and knower of a lot of things. Hey, uh, can I throw out a, a, a little bit of a... Uh, uh, a prediction, a prognostication, something bold to you guys since I'd I have you guys as an audience. Yeah. Steve, are you ready for this? You ready for this? Since yeah. everybody since everybody is re-upping throughout college football, whether it's Mike Norvell, breaking news, just re-up for eight years with Florida State, so he's not going to Alabama. Mm. Dan Lanning, not going to Alabama, staying at Oregon. He's re-up there. Looks like Kalen DeBoer to Washington's going to re-up and stay there in mm. Seattle. Alabama's running out of options here. What if, what if Nick Sirianni let go by the Eagles? Oh. Jim Harbaugh oh, takes no. over there. Nick Sirianni, head coach, Alabama Crimson Tide. Oh, my God. Who says yes? I don't know, but I just think it's a good <laughs> prediction. Steve, what do you think about that? How do you think, how bold is that? Does that one hold some weight? It's bold. It is bold. It's bold. It's bold. Bold, uh, but I think what's going to happen is the Eagles, the Eagles are going to win this week. Alabama won't be able to wait another week and a half, I, I, I don't think. You know, for that, no. to make that, to make that. And that, I, it would be the only way Sirianni gets fired, and this would be the fascinating tie of Belichick and Saban. I think the only way he gets fired, because you still have to think about what, what's better. And I know, uh, and that would be Belichick. So you're saying Belichick would go to the Eagles, Sirianni would then replace Saban. Harbaugh. And the Belichick-Saban connection continues. Oh, you have Harbaugh, Harbaugh to the, the Eagles. Eagles. Harbaugh to the Eagles, yeah, where or he develops a monster running game in the spirit of what Sirianni has uh, has has begun there. And at Theo and Stone, Steve, we're talking about young coaches. That's the trend. That's the trend now. Yeah. Nick Sirianni, well, he looks like he's 50 because he does not consume any vitamin D or vitamin C. He looks very iron deficient. He is still, by coach's definition, young, vibrant, and I think he could sell an Alabama program and don't think he wouldn't want to talk crap to Kirby Smart, to Lane Kiffin, and mix it up there in the SEC. That's all I'm saying. Also, that, also, I'll cooking. say this: yeah. crying at the national anthem goes over very well. In oh Tuscaloosa. my God! If you're standing, if you're standing at the yeah. at the 50 yard line in Tuscaloosa, yeah. and you have tears streaming down your oh, face man. as as Miss Tuscaloosa 2025 Woo. is belting the national anthem, oh, man. that the, your Q rating at Alabama through the roof, through the roof. Yeah, That's I'm into it. Yeah. I won't. I hadn't. I, I, I hadn't given much thought to that one, but I'm not going to extinguish <laughs> those uh, those flames. I'm into it. Let it. Let, yeah, let it go. Let it grow. You know where else is a great place to hear the National Anthem have tears streaming down your face before you watch a sporting event and enjoy a two-for-one? Duffy Sports Grill. 
Yeah, that's true. You're right. You should be in a Duffy's, ask them to, um, and then stand up when the national anthem is on, uh-huh. like in the middle of like right. your waitress taking and your right. order, and, and just stand up. Yes. Um, and yes. And you <laughs> Ma'am, can you're going to have you know, to wait. Hold on one. Yeah, you're going to have to wait. But when you're done with that, you can ask for possibly some new things like the onion ring tower or the gridiron nachos while you're watching some football. <laughs> also make you cry. And of course, all yeah. of the wings and all the amazing new, new flavors. 80 TVs at every single location. Sign up free to become a Duffy MVP today. Get your errands done early. It's playoff season, and then Duffy's is the place to be. You know, and even some things, you know, you have some games that even aren't on with some of his, uh, with some of the streaming things set up. Yeah, Peacock, you know, yeah. You know one place Chief you can Dolphins. watch games? Duffy's. That's right. That's right. And, and Steve, I'll, I'll say this, and uh, I, I am all for the new age of consuming sports. And God knows at ESPN we take great pride in all of the different avenues in which fans can consume sports on the ESPN app and all the various ESPN entities. Truly groundbreaking. I will say, it is a disservice to Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. While the fans from Key West to Deerfield Beach can watch the Dolphins on NBC Linear Television, Mm. you have to. You have to go ahead and have a new subscription. It's not like the the ESPN app or the Disney Bundle, where obviously... Yeah, you would have that. Yeah. All the finest programming, all of the sports programming, it's inherent you would have that. But Peacock, what are you watching? Uh, Brian Williams or Real Housewives? I don't watch any of that mm-hmm. stuff. But now, because I want to watch the Dolphins, I've got to get the Peacock app. I've got to say, Steve, it is a flaw in the new age of sports consumption. Well, it is. It, 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 it was a big, it's really a big move by the NFL to do this, but it is forcing change. And it, when you look at it, Amazon, look at the growth in Amazon ratings over those couple of years. Very dicey at the beginning, they, but they, the diff, now to where, you know, a game on Amazon Thursday is basically the same thing as a game on, you know, on a broadcast TV network if you look at the ratings. The difference here is this is the playoff. This is the playoff. Yeah. And yep. that's where I feel like it, it's a bit of a chance. It's a bit more to be able to, to do you know to do that here to fans because the playoffs should be able to be as widely consumed as possible particularly here yep. in Palm Beach County well what I'll say is as soon as you're right about Amazon but as soon as the peacock app can get me a toaster to my door yep. in 30 hours uh, I have no use for it like I do the Amazon Prime <laughs> subscription. Amen. Uh, Steve, right. uh, well thank said. you for joining well us said. as always. Ask Steve's every week here on ESPN 106.3. Steve, have a great weekend, buddy. You too, guys. Enjoy the fair. All right, that is Steve Palatine or Ask Steve's here on ESPN 106.3. Should we take a break? Did I, I like so. hijack the whole thing? I'm sorry. Absolutely uh, not. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You did what you were supposed to do. All right, all right. we needed a break. We were uh, talking a lot. You came right. in guns blazing. Yeah, yeah, and no. The only, and, and it's been too early to drink. <laughs> we, we did, we did rough you up a little bit, knowing that you weren't listening, that you were just walking. Uh, yeah, there. yeah, yeah. So yeah. you'll have to listen back, or we'll just yeah, make Christian right. take it out of the podcast. And I just want everybody to know. Play-by-play, FAU is not a priority over ESPN 106.3. I'm sensitive to that. I'm sensitive to that, and I don't like that insinuation. I grind. That's what I do. It's about my brand, and it's about ESPN West Palm. FAU's on the side. Got it? Damn right. For FAU last night, by the way. Roll tide. We'll take a break so Seacat doesn't kill me. That's Theo. That's Stone. I'm Ken Levick at Theo and Stone from the South Florida Fair on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios. It's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 1063.
Christian Cat, Sea Cat, Audible Assassin. Back in the square ESPN West Palm Studios, could we have some uh, some breaking news, please? Some breaking news. Breaking news on ESPN 106.3 is brought to you by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. If your vehicle has issues with braking or other issues, get it fixed right, right now at St. Lucie Battery and Tire. Florida State has locked up Mike Norvell. He is not going to Alabama. Mm. A contract worth over $80 million. $10 million per year, $10 million plus per year, eight years. That's mm. the extension for Mike Norvell to stay at Florida State. So Dan Lanning officially off the board. Mike Norvell officially off the board to replace Nick Saban. And Steve Sarkeesian, even though I don't think he was in the mix, he announced himself. Yeah. He's off the board. Breaking news as well. Myself, Theo Stone, also off the board yes. to be the head coach at Alabama. Wait. Steve Sarkeesian can just announce it. We can as well. How much are they paying before I take myself That's out That's a of great that. point. That's I mean, uh, you're going to have to ask Marketing Director Courtney or Marketing yeah. Director Stephanie. We might need to get into negotiations. I'll, I'll take an interview for the Alabama coaching job. I, I'm not going to fear replacing Saban, but I will have to see if ESPN West Palm is uh, willing to match. What we'll would see. be your major pitch? To the Alabama AD. Great question. To, to take the Alabama job, to, to be considered for that job. I'm very grounded. I'm very grounded, and I have a really strong and sturdy foundation. I come from a really good family. Uh -huh. um, I think I have the ability to galvanize the troops. Wow. You know, I'm a, I, I wow. could be a leader of young men. And beyond all of that, I'm a visionary. So I see great things for the future of Alabama football. Here's the question. You're hired. You. Thank you. <laughs> Here's the question for you here. Theo. Uh, you're bad Alabama, yeah. not, not a fan, ma'am. No, boo, Alabama. Alabama boo. here uh, at the South Florida. Go Georgia. Go, go dogs. Go dogs. Go dogs. Who are you a fan of? Who are you a fan of, ma'am? Georgia. Georgia. Go, go dogs. dogs. Go dogs. There you go. Between You'll get them next year. You'll get them next year, ma'am. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy the fair. Question for you here. If that Alabama AD did call you and said, hey, we need an equipment manager, Greg Byrne, by the way, and we're paying you the same amount of money as ESPN West Palm pays you, what's your answer, yes or no? Equipment manager, huh? <laughs> same salary in ESPN I'm West Palm. You same, same sal salary, but you get some sick salary. Alabama gear. Uh, right. I would have to live in Tuscaloosa. Be careful though, because we're talking about prioritizing ESPN West Palm. It's become <laughs> yeah. a very touchy subject here. Honestly, so make the right this response. Is, this is a yes or no make question. The right response. I would say hell no, because here's my thing. All right, uh, quality of life is is a big important thing for me, and uh, living in Tuscaloosa for the same salary, I would much rather be here in South Florida. And also, yeah. I mean, GKB. What are you talking about here? Okay, let's try. Let's, what are we talking let's, about? Let's, let's I've been to Tuscaloosa multiple times, by the way. Other than campus, <laughs> pretty weak. It's pretty weak. Let's run it Oof. back. Okay, they're throwing an extra thirty-five thousand dollars on top. No, nah, it ain't cutting it. Tuscaloosa, Alabama, you got to throw an extra million on top of that. Little known fact: in Tuscaloosa, for thirty-five thousand dollars, you can buy an eighteen-bedroom mansion. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. Does yeah. that change anything? But guess yeah. what? Guess Quality what? life. I mean, once you open that door, guess where you're at. In Tuscaloosa, Tuscaloosa, Alabama. That's, that's, that's going to be call. the problem for it's me. It's a great call. Yeah. Roadkill all over the place. <laughs> Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. They have a team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho today for more information. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information. 
information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. When we return, I do want to continue the conversation of the, the, the player, the coach, or the team that has the most to prove this super wild card weekend in the NFL. The athlete, the coach, the team that has the most to prove this super wild card weekend. And I will make the case why Tua and the Dolphins are not part of this conversation. Mm. But you know who is? He hasn't come up yet. And I think it's very, very obvious that he's in the discussion. Weigh in with us. 888 760 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. 888-760-